0: Welcome to Adventures in ESL Podcast, a podcast for K-12 ESL teachers who want to learn strategies and tips for planning for their English language learners. I am Millie, and I will be your host on this ESL adventure. Hello, everyone. Welcome um, to today's mini workshop which I am going to share with you all some writing supports for your ELLs. Once again, thank you so much for being here. If you are in the US, you know that we have about one week left to fall break. So yay, I'm really excited about that. And then usually after fall break, that's when it gets insane for us. I know I'm personally looking forward to this time just to refresh. And I am just really excited about it. I know this weekend I did some shopping and now I'm just mentally getting ready for tomorrow at school where me and my students are going to finish. Actually, they are writing an argumentative essay. So this has been a very interesting and eye-opening process for me and for my students. So I'm personally happy about that. So, I really want to know um, how you all are doing, and I would love for you to drop in the comments and share with me how you all are doing this evening. How is school like? Are you all excited? I know that, like I said, I can't stress enough how excited I am to finally be getting a, a break. So, I want to know who is excited about this break that we have coming up. If you're excited, just drop it in the comments. I know I am. And also, what are some plans does everybody have doing for the week? Just a quick overview for me, my plans for the week for my students are one, we're going to finish this argumentative essay. We have two, we have a district mandated one, and we have a, a one for um, the book, the novel study rather that we're reading. Um, Liddy. And so the students have to decide should Liddy sign the petition or should Liddy not sign the petition. And they need to have a claim and support that claim with evidence. So that is really great. Like I am really excited to see their work. And then we, my goal for the week is, is for them to finish it. And then when we get back that week after winter break, have them do peer editing. And then we're going to move on to the next book, which is going to be the narrative or the life of Frederick Douglass. This week, we are also going on a field trip to the National Civil Rights Museum, which is going to prepare them with background knowledge about slavery in the United States, the history of African-Americans in the United States, so they can have that background knowledge for when they read Frederick Douglass. That is a tough text. For adults to even read. So I'm preparing them and I want to make sure off top that they have some background knowledge about the context of what was happening during that time. It's going to be crucial that they do. So that is just an extra tip if you're preparing for, like I said, any kind of novel study or any book or any text and you can offer your ELL background knowledge, I really encourage you to uh, do so. So once again, a welcome, I'm really excited about you all being here. And in today's training, we are going to talk about how some ways that you can support your ELLs in writing. Now, my face is blocking the screen. So I am just going to just politely click off. <laughs> and we are going to go ahead and dive into this training. So A lot of us ESL teachers, we regularly want to assess our ELLs in writing, but there are some times that we can get stuck on how to monitor their progress. I know for me personally, when I first started teaching my ELLs writing, I found it to be really overwhelming and I oversupported my students in some instances. Now, I know for other teachers as well that providing supports and in the process of supporting your students can be overwhelming. And you also just want to include the right supports on top of that to make sure that your students are successful in the writing process. Now, there is also this component where we do need to be consistent when we are doing our writing assessments, even when we're doing our speaking, listening and reading assessments as well. So those things that I wanted to keep in mind when I am supporting my ELLs in writing. I wanted to make sure that I'm consistent. I also wanted to make sure that I am providing them with supports that is going to ensure that they're gonna be successful in the writing process. Now, like I mentioned to you all, I had a writing struggle. When I was teaching my students, I was like, oh, my goodness, what do I do? A few years ago, actually, I was providing my students with a writing assessment. And, you know, during that time, teachers, we walk around and we're kind of nosy, looking over their shoulders and seeing what they were doing. And in that process, I had an eye-opening moment. That's where I noticed that my students were stuck and they were confused and they didn't know how to approach the writing problem. Then on top of that, everyone, they had memorized some generic frames and transition words for assessments. And what I mean by generic, they were like, first, this, next, this, then this. And I was I was mortified. I was like, oh my goodness, because you know, we know these, these rubrics for the language assessments that the students take, and it clearly states on the rubric, students need to use a varied transitions. The sentences need to be complex. Students need to have compound sentences. And when I was looking over their soldier, so, shoulders and being nosy, I, I didn't see that. I was like, they're using, now these are seven and eighth grade students, We're using sentence frames that were appropriate maybe for first and second graders. And even then, I would argue that even first and second graders need to have varied uh, transition words, complex transition words. And then on top of that, the scaffolds that were provided to them were were not truly representative of the level that they were currently in in their studies. So in short, the students just did not have the tools that they needed to be successful on this writing assessment. And I know, I know that that I wanted my students to succeed and feel confident when they're writing. And when I looked at them during this writing assessment, they were struggling with that confidence. Just the vibe in the room was like, oh, so I knew then I had to make a change. And that's when I had what I always call a light bulb moment. So I was planning and I started to think of some ways that my students can improve on their writing and at the same time, have the tools available to them anytime they felt stuck in the writing process. So basically I wanted them to go into like a mental toolbox and pull out these tools. And then I started to think, okay, what can I do? What do I do when I write? What tools do I pull out of my mental toolbox when I write? And honestly, you all, I reflected back on some of my college days. By the way, when I first started college and started writing, I felt like a hot mess. (laughs) But I did learn some tools and some processes to help me along the way. And I thought about what did I use to help me write? And one thought that came to mind immediately was a rubric and the requirements for the essay, somewhat like a checklist. And then I started to brainstorm some tools that my students can use with any type of writing prompt, and they can still be successful. And in this process, I came up with one, some speaking and writing frames that they can use across every grade level, that they can use across writing prompts, they can use with argumentative essays, they can use with narrative essays. I was like, these are some prompts that if they have to pull from a mental toolbox that they can use and be successful. I also came up with a kid-friendly rubric. That way, they can use it and reference it as their writing and the third thing that i came up with to support them is a universal graphic organizer so if they get stuck i can just say you know what do you remember that graphic organizer that we use just use that now the sentence frames that can be used for any grade level and subject i wanted the students to be able to pull those frames and that graphic organizer from memory And at the same time, my goal for them was to elevate their writing. I also like to share with you all just a brief conversation. Me and one of my coworkers were just talking about this. And my students, like I said, are struggling with writing a claim. And a claim is stating an opinion. They were like, you know what? You know, they were citing evidence with the claim and we were just really struggling with it. So me and my coworker were talking about how it is sometimes beneficial for starting to write claims and those claims with evidence. We also shared that one way that he learned how to write when when he transitioned from high school to college was looking at exemplars, looking at examples of how other people are writing, people that are writing on a high level. So when I, tomorrow, go back to school, I'm going to provide my students with some exemplars of claims that they can use to support their writing. Now, one, I realized immediately that, you know what? I need to be including more exemplars in my writing. So that is just an extra tip for you all as well. Now, here are some strategies that you can use to support your ELLs in their writing. The first one is, I want you to create a multi-use graphic organizer. First, create this universal graphic organizer. In my case, I created a graphic organizer that helps the students structure their paragraphs in a coherent way. This graphic organizer also walks my students how to cite evidence and when to cite evidence. In addition, it encouraged my students to analyze and elaborate on the evidence. This is really important. A lot of times, especially in middle school, the students at that point, they they can cite some evidence, but I always encourage them, okay, you have cited it. Now it's time to level up. It's time to take this to the next level. And to take this to the next level, you need a graphic organizer that is going to support them in analyzing that evidence. Now, graphic organizers help students structure their learning and their thoughts and is always one of my go-tos when I'm scaffolding their learning. The next thing that I want to encourage you to use is complex sentence frames. Like you heard me tell earlier, the students had sentence frames, but they were just basic level sentence frames. I provided my students with these complex sentence frames that they can use with any subject, with any topic. And they were varied in complexity and type. The students can also use these frames across subjects and writing genres. Now, as you see in my example, I had the site evidence frames and analysis frames. So the students can use this, even if they're writing a narrative. In some cases, they may have to have evidence to support things in their narrative. So they can reference this. This is really key because in some of the writing assessments the students took, they needed it was an opinion um an opinion based essay and this is really important for them that way they can use these evidence frames they can analyze these frames and i always tell my students i was like you know what if you need to just memorize five or each that way you can have some in your mental bank to pull from i have had people who said you know what i have anchor charts to support these as well to support my students as well of sentence frames, that way they can look and reference throughout the year. I also want you to know that these sentence frames have provided my students with the structure that they needed when they're writing in these high stake environments. So when they got stuck, in most cases, I can simply remind them like, you know what, What tools can you use from class to help you? And they're like, oh, I can use, you know, pull from my mental bank some of those sentence frames. Now I had one teacher, I do have this on my teacher pay teacher store. It's called Quick Write Sentence Frames. It is a freebie as well. And I had one teacher who did purchase the full product. She actually suggested turning these frames into an anchor chart. She said she blew it up on her poster maker at school. You don't have to have a poster maker. You can just print it and poster form, like enlarge it by 300 from the PDF file. And she said she blew it up and she said, this allows her students to refer back to this throughout the school year. Now, the next thing that I'm gonna suggest for to you is a kid-friendly writing rubric. Now, this is my third tip and by far my favorite, if I'm being honest with you. Kid-friendly rubrics allows your students to know exactly what the expectations are for their writing assignments. Students can also refer to this when they're writing to guide them in the structure and the format of writing. This is another example of how a rubric can be enlarged and posted for your students to reference. Now, as you can see, I have tiered writing rubrics and checklists. I basically take whatever level they're at. So, for example, if I have a level one student, I provide them with a level two rubric now i once again like i said i'm going to give you details on how you can get a free sample but i do want you to know that i have this in my teacher pay teacher store and is just great reviews it's one of my best-selling resources and i'm going to give you all a sample for everybody that joined me today but one of the teachers says she enlarges the rubrics and posts them around the classroom another teacher saying it is just a great resource so get you some kid friendly writing rubrics i love them i'm actually tomorrow's going to introduce Um, how this is going to implement or implement it with their opinion writing essay. And I can't wait to use it with them. Now, here are your next steps. This is what I want you to do. I promised you that you are going to get a speaking and writing rubric freebie. So go to myadventuresinesl.com forward slash free rubrics. Once again, myadventuresinesl.com forward slash free rubrics. I want you to download that speaking and writing rubric freebie. It is kid friendly. Your students can reference it when they are writing and it allows you to have a guide for setting expectations on the writing. The next thing that I want you to do is brainstorm a universal graphic organizer that can be used with your students and create you an anchor chart that can help your students with their writing. For example, put sentence frames on the chart to support your ELLs in the writing process. Now, I would personally love to know what are some strategies or supports that you use in with, with your ELLs? What are some things that you do in writing and supporting your ELLs with the writing process. You can drop those in the comments. I personally would love to hear those. You can also go to myadventuresinesl.com and share in the comments as well. What are some writing supports that you have for your ELLs? Now, once again, I want to thank everybody for joining me this evening as we share some writing supports that you can use for your ELLs, if you want to get that free writing rubric, just go to www.myadventuresinesl.com forward slash free rubrics. It is a writing rubric that you can use for your students, and in addition, it is a speaking rubric that you can use for your students it is a sample of my best selling resource in my teacher pay teacher store and i want you all to have it <laughs> i really want you to use this especially since we have these high stakes language assessments that we're approaching in the new year it is a great tool that you can use for your students so go to my in forward slash free rubric and if you have any questions about how to use this free rubric, just feel free to email me at Millie at myadventuresandesl.com or you can just simply drop comments below. I'll be more than happy to help you. Once again, I want to thank you for showing up today. Remember, go to myadventuresinESL.com forward slash free rubrics to download your free rubrics today. I will see you all next Sunday at 5.15 and where I'm going to share with you some new strategies that you can use for your ELL. Once again, thank you and you have a fantastic evening. Bye. Thank you for joining me this week on Adventures in ESL. Make sure to visit my website, myadventuresinesl.com for some freebies and special gifts. You can also subscribe to the show so you will never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, i appreciate it if you provide a rating on iTunes so more ESL teachers can learn strategies and tips. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and remember to stay positive and always have high expectations for your English language learning. See you soon!